things on this episode. <laughs> 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 lots and lots of fire. <laughs> so, speaking of content warnings and fire, let's try this again. <laughs> Welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where uh, these guys light some shit on fire and punish people for lighting shit on fire. And do not acknowledge their hypocrisy in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Hey. And also, we need content warnings and fire. Hey, hey, Gary, got a light? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's right here at the end of this middle finger. Hey, it's at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> so, uh, so what happened last time, you guys? You know, stuff and things. Combat? Uh, I think... Uh, things and stuff. Yeah. A mushroom man single-handedly destroyed the emperor of the sun chaser sovereignty in his <laughs> visions I was gonna say in his mind <laughs> the dm made a displacer peak go poof you know like a dandelion except with more gore oh yeah the dm killed a displacer beast an innocent creature didn't do anything wrong it was just a little guy just a little <laughs> eight foot 600 pound guy just a little six guy. legs just tentacles a teeth guy. So that's not the description I got. I got cute, kawaii, a couple little uh, tentacles. That, that's the you baby magic card. Yes, yes, tentacles. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, they're cute and cuddly. Well, I want yeah, to they 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 want to cuddle your face with their mouth. Yes. I mean, it's just like zombies. They only want hugs and nibble on you a little. Yeah, I mean, sounds like a good time. I won't last long in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> we know what Mike's into now. You heard it here, folks. Mike's a zombie fucker. Well, there goes the undead campaign. I'm just going to toss those notes. Hey, hey, bear fucker. So, uh, so yeah, you uh, this brand new party of uh, clearly uh, lawful good characters um, ambushed some some uh sovereignty troops mm-hmm. out in the forest yeah find anything interesting yeah they got some like crystal flame suits <laughs> <laughs> some crystal like suits with flamethrowers on them that were you know they invented magic napalm yeah yeah they were they were clearing away some shit and it was uh good thing we stopped them when we did one crimes tried to, against nature one tried to beat me to the ground and i was not gonna let him go yeah you uh, you stopped him before he got ahead of himself. <laughs> That's true. So uh, yeah, you you found that. Found the giant iron fortress mm-hmm. that we couldn't get near. It was like a super uh, like when we tried to get through there through the forest shadow. It was like no, you can't use the forest shadow anymore. And that innocent little displacer beast. He's not going to be able to use it, and since he can't exist out in the non-force shadow, he's just going to go boom. Again, like a dandelion, only gory. Well, there's the episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Making the entrails the extrails. Yep, so you found said uh, hidden fortress that shouldn't exist in the middle of of, uh, the enchanted forest. Oh, yeah, and then we met Suna's parents. And they're adorable! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and dad that's... is totally not in trouble. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, and we have uh, our characters are like uh, we should just remind people who our characters are since they only know them from combat. Sure. Uh, are you volunteering to go first, babe? Oh yeah, sure. I'm playing Whisper, 
They are a mushroom person, a Twigzog, a Vanguard, uh, is the class in 13th Age. Uh, part of a colony of mushroom people. Um, mushroom people are getting exterminated by the Sun Chaser Sovereignty and need to, I wouldn't say infest, but they need to proliferate in the ground. And so, uh, mushroom people, the Twigzogs, showed up to the uh, the Druid Moots and were like, hey, we're here. We have to help because if we don't, we'll be wiped out. Seems reasonable. Who else? There, there's Suna. <laughs> never heard of her. We've never met her before. I mean, maybe... You have because you haven't because you you know I murdered you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I mean, yes, Ray and Mike are playing antagonists again. <laughs> I, oh, que surpresa! Um, yeah, I'm playing Tadoki Hiromi. He is an Elven commander. He actually defected from the Empire and is very bestest friends with Ray. Uh, I mean, Suna. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, uh, Suna and Tadoki have been working together and um, have formed a mostly uneasy alliance um, in the fact that Tadoki has ratted out his former employers multiple times and, and killed them in multiple ways. Um, he, he actually defected from the Empire because he did not feel it was right to slaughter these um, quote-unquote mindless beings after he found out that they, you know, are intelligent. I was going to say we're smart. Have a so- Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you have an intelligence score. No, you have a soul. Um, and that doesn't sit right with him. The killing you part, not that you have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the soul bit... Hurl was very confusing for a little bit. Yeah. So now I'm not going to kill the forest folk because they have souls. Now I'm going to kill the 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 elves because they clearly do not. <laughs> uh, don't you also like turn into spiders? <laughs> yes, occasionally. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> he can count on eight legs the amount of times. <laughs> What about you, Steph? I'm playing Giovanna, also known as Gio, a human sword mage who is built like a fucking Amazon. And is a very, very long way from home. Yes. She is from Estonia, like most humans. She was a mercenary for the Sun Chaser Sovereignty. She defected because Suna's just that damn cute. She's the cutest little cheddar biscuit ever. It's on the internet, it must be true. <laughs> I don't think that works the way you think it works. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of stuff adorable. on the internet. I'm pretty sure that's rule 34 of the internet. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to uh, Frankenbite Steph's, uh, Steph's quote there into something completely <laughs> horrendous. <sighs> Su- Suna murdered everyone. Giovanna was scared. <laughs> on the internet, must be true. I, I, I mean... Um, good luck with that. I just need you to say this list of words. Steph. No. Pineapple. 
Fuck you, Gary. <laughs> oh, I've I've got, uh, yeah. I've got that on on uh, he, speed dial. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, he can he can take all of our various fuck you, Garys, and make like Carol of the Bells or something that is you know, not uh, under good. copyright. Our new uh, recording interface that we're using has like assignable buttons that we can assign sounds to, and I was thinking of using them for like cling clang, you know, whoosh. Uh, sounds, but now I'm just thinking just every button is a different fuck you, Gary. <laughs> like, you've got your angry fuck you, Gary, in there. Fuck you, Gary. Whoa, easy. That was the wrong button. <laughs> so, speaking of the wrong buttons to push. <laughs> hey, Suna. Hey, Suna. Hello. What, uh, what, what you look like? And you? Do. Oh, I'm a fox person, and I'm adorable. So that that's so I've been told. <laughs> that's that's the angle we're going with. What color, what color robes do you wear? Uh, I, yeah, full description here, Ray. Oh, oh, like a okay. I mean, I'm she's, she's the got some boobs. Okay. And 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 we've got the the sari on. That's we're gonna go with teal and purple, and and she carries the staff. You know, you know. Um, what else you want? Oh, she's got a little piercing in, in her ear, if you remember. Iacus helped with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just redesigning the minis, that's all. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> Making sure I got all the important bits. Yeah, and don't forget her pan. She always has some kind of skillet or pan or something. New melee weapon. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, it worked in a non-named Disney movie. That's true. We can say the name of the movie. That's fair use. Yeah, but still. As opposed to free use, which is, don't look that up on the internet. Or it's you. on the internet. It must be true. <laughs> so, yeah. So, last time uh, we left off with you guys meeting uh, Suna's father. We heard the mom. Uh, he who is not in trouble. Yeah, he who is most clearly not in trouble <laughs> and can do no wrong. Don't know about that last uh, bit. <laughs> No, no, he's fairly confident. You can do no wrong. <laughs> he's uh, about to learn a lesson. <laughs> then. When, uh, when Suna's mother recognized her voice, she kicked open the door and called out your name, at which point, if I recall, you uh, stood stock still, braced your shoulders, and said, yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. So in the doorway of this home that's built into a tree, there is uh, a figure who's probably shorter than Suna, uh, if one can can imagine that, <laughs> um, she's so. Whereas Suna's father kind of has the same um, rusty red fox colorings that she has. Your mother, um, the the tips of her very very rounded ears are um, bright, just flaming red that goes into that starts to blend into this um like deep chestnut brown and uh, her belly is primarily white but it's got all these different um different markings all over it um your father has a face that's very similar to yours uh, your mother's she has a much shorter snout um We'll say probably uh, 
Todoki since there is a creature that she vaguely resembles in the uh, the sovereignty. She looks a lot like a um, raccoon dog. Okay. Tanukuni? Uh, huh? She's a tanukuni. Yes, tanuki. She she looks very much like a tanuki. Um, she has like big poofy fur, um, and is a lot uh, you imagine a lot thinner than Suna's father. Um, she's got a, a really nice uh, set of. Um, Damn, I just blanked on the word. Um, coveralls. Hmm. She's got a nice set of coveralls on and a, an under. That is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> She's got a nice set. <laughs> uh, I was like, we're, we're really, really going for the anthro crowd with this uh, section, aren't we? Um, no, she's got a, a nice set of coveralls on and just some, uh, like a long sleeve shirt that she's rolled up um, in, in one hand. She's got, or, or rather, in behind her on a string, she's got like a big straw hat that's off of her head. Mm. And in one hand, she just has a dirty cast iron skillet <laughs> that she is not so much menacing, but <laughs> but it's clear that she is going to smack something with it. Um, she walks over to, to Suna, like looks you up and down and says, We'll discuss your shortcomings here in a minute. I have something to talk about your father. Wait a minute. My shortcomings? I don't have any shortcomings. <laughs> oh, well, then since you're such a perfect and refined individual here. Yes, yes, she, I am. She hands you that pan and says, go do the dishes. But, it, but. And she just walks right past you. Um, your father just looks up and away. Your your mother walks up to the three of you. Um points at Whisper and says, you I don't know. She points at Todoki and says, you give me a hug. I'll bend down and give her a pat on the back. And she walks over to Giovanna and just holds up her hands. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to scoop her up because she's cute. (laughs) And she she gives you a kiss on the cheek and says, you will not believe what that man did. And she points at... Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me, honey. (laughs) Spill that tea. Uh, He... And he kind of like <clears throat> straightens up, went on a raid outside of the forest. <gasps> I know, the horror. How dare he? How dare he? And she just wags a finger. Yeah, I'm like holding her under one arm like a child. Yeah, she, she, she lets you. <laughs> and like doing the girl talk, conspiring over exaggerated face. So <laughs> have I. Your your mother very pointedly ignores you, because have you have you moved with that dirty pen? No. And she she kind of gives you a look that says, "Okay, do you really want to put yourself in this mess right now? Do you want to be in the wildfire? Maybe. Oh boy. And I'm gonna stomp my way into the house to start washing the dishes. And I'm gonna pour uh, soon as mama drink from that <laughs> cider that the dad gave me. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as Suna is inside, your uh, her father kind of like leans over. Do you think it worked? And the mother goes, "Yeah, probably." And she hops down <laughs> and 
they kind of just get this conspiratorial look on their face. Oh, just, no. <laughs> I didn't want to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we felt Suna coming from a ways away. Yo- yeah, well played. Yo- yeah. Well played. Yoshiyuki, you know, grabs the bottle back, like takes a drink out of it, hands it to her. She takes a drink. I wonder how long she's going to do the dishes before she realizes that there's nothing going on. Um, have you considered that maybe she might start smashing things? Oh, it's fine. We enchanted the kitchen. Smart, honey biscuit. <laughs> I see you've seen Suna do the dishes before. <laughs> no, uh, I've seen him and. <laughs> Yoshiyuki, I've seen him do the dishes. Did he know Nick? No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, excuse me, and she just walks up to Whisper. Whisper turns with it with that expressionless yet somehow emotive face, and uh, like kind of just cocks the head to the side. Don't take this the wrong way, but. What are you? Whisper looks down, uh, then back up at uh, Sunra's mother and reaches out a hand. She she reaches out a little hand. Little tiny like little mode of spore cloud passes, and she now uh, knows the entire history of our people. That's interesting. Do you have something more recreational? Uh, a second little spore comes out and transfers all the uh, all the uh, images of uh, what not to do with with the uh, material made from their people. Oh, because uh, you don't want to overdose on that. She she sits down and says, "Well, I suppose you learn something new every day." So, uh, while Suna is still fighting her way around the kitchen, uh, what brings you to our parts? <clears throat> well, mainly I wanted to get away from it all. I think the Elven Nation has overstepped, and I didn't want to be part of it anymore. So, Whisper, kind of sensing that she that she means more like, "What are you doing here right now?" Yeah, uh, sends another spore that has like a memory of the fortress and and like the exploding displacer beast and how we got junted out of the uh, forest shadow. Yeah, we got uh, a bit off a little more than we can chew here. So while all this is going on, Suna, um, inside, there aren't actually that many dirty dishes. Your parents are just really fucking lazy. Yes, and while I washed those few dishes, now I'm just sitting with my feet up and, mm-hmm. you know, not paying attention to anybody. Mm-hmm. She gets it from somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. Seeing how long it takes them to come check on me. Oh, no, actually. Actually. Uh, can I start going through the house? Like, looking and 
places sure. and nooks and crannies, seeing if they can, they have hidden anything, if anything new. Cookies. Uh, marijuana. Cookies. You know? <laughs> um, you do find, like, a, there is a cabinet full of baked goods. I steal all the cookies. No cookies. Mostly, um, like, oatmeal and granola Type bars full of berries. They're not going to taste as good anyway if they were cookies because they didn't come from Galdrian. I mean, that's true. Yeah, these cookies aren't obnoxiously delicious. <laughs> sad, sad, sad. I'm going to take one of the. You said granola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to take some of that. Okay. Is it like a granola bar or is it like a tub of granola? No, it's uh, like a soft, chewy granola bar. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take those, mm-hmm. and did I find anything else? Any Anything interesting? Um, it looks like your mother or father, someone, has taken up collecting um, sovereignty arms and armaments. Interesting. Like, like there's a, a whole room of the house that's just got all kinds of weird armors and weapons in it. Um. We'll say it's your father. There are um, there are notebooks about them. Any daggers or throwing knives? Oh yeah. Whichever one is the nicest, like or meanest looking, not nicest, meanest looking, <laughs> I'm gonna put in my bag for Ardith later. Um. So you find what would be the meanest looking, um, which if you've ever seen a triangular dagger. Like a spatha, mm-hmm. I believe they're called. Um, they're they're just a literal wedge of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, you find one of those, but you also find a like gold and silver and platinum inlaid um, officer's dagger. Ooh, which one would she like? Can both of them fit in my bag? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take both. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Make so. them fight to the death. <laughs> Just like stab each other with them. So once I get those in my bag and everything, I'm going to walk out with the granola. Mm-hmm. And as I walk up to everybody standing there talking, I'm going to just start throwing it in the garden, taking pieces and just throwing some out there. Mm-hmm. So. Your, your mother looks up and says, Oh, uh, be careful. I wouldn't cross that picket if I were you. There are a fair number of carnivorous plants in the garden. Keeps down on pests. Okay, so I'm just feeding them? Sure. Okay. So? So? Dad is still sitting there. (laughs) Yes. So, are you, like, not as mean as you used to be when I was younger? Because he would not still be sitting there. I I think, Suna, maybe you're confusing um, imposing a modicum of discipline on your uh, stubborn ears as mean, which is not entirely inaccurate, I suppose. But... Also, to be fair, you are a uh, bullheaded young child. And he's not? Who? I'm pointing at Dad. 
he looks up and says, Oh, no, I'm I'm incredibly bullheaded. Why do you think we enchanted the kitchen so that things can't be broken in there? Yeah, so why are you not in trouble? Why would I be in trouble? I'm going to put my hands on my hips and start tapping my foot. Your father kind of bobs his head a little bit and goes, a little faster and you could dance to that. The last little bit of granola bar that I have, I'm going to throw at him. (laughs) It took your mother quite a while to make that. I'll have you know. I guess she'll have to make more. I don't know where this ornery streak came from. And he looks pointedly (laughs) at your mother. (laughs) I can take a guess. (laughs) However, I am capable of uh, deducing that you didn't come here simply to... Uh, do the dishes and tear up the kitchen and throw food at me. I did not tear up the kitchen, thank you very much. I'm just assuming you clearly peeked through some drawers because your mother hid the granola from me. I mean, I knew where it was, but she still hid it. Oh. Well, I was looking for cookies. Oh, those are terrible for you. So? Do you want to end up looking like your father? <laughs> And he kind of puts two hands on his belly. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey, I earned this in my retirement. Thank you. So anyways, are you guys going to, you know, help us go, go warn? Well, you hadn't actually explained anything. People, I assumed they did, you know, since you didn't care about what I had to say and sent me off to do chores. Well, I'd have to pull out the ledger, but I'm pretty sure you're years behind on your chores. <laughs> so, really, this was just catching up. Oh, well, I see, I see. Uh, your your mother, you know, hops down and says, uh, yes, they told me about that unfortunate thing in the forest. Um, I suppose, then, my question is, what precisely do you... Are you, are you asking for... Uh, Guidance or assistance? Uh, what I mean, is this a a parental thing or is this you need to speak to a representative of the druid moots thing? I need to speak to a representative. I'm pressing zero. <sighs> <laughs> Fine. And your mother takes off her hat and sits very like prim and proper and crosses her legs on the bench. And <laughs> As your local moot representative, what can I do for you? There is a horrible thing going on in the forest right now. It's a danger to all sorts of fae creatures. Please warn others. I can let the, the other communities know, yes. Like, fast. I suppose. Okay. Like, that, like, is, is that all you wanted? I mean, if anybody wants to stand up against them, let us know. Oh, that's... You know. That's a different matter entirely. Well, I mean, then, no. We just want to make sure that the pointless death that we saw today... What death? I don't remember the creature's name. Uh, Displacer Beast. The Displacer Beast. It, you know... Oh. Pointless death. It popped. Yeah. Because there was no shadow realm for it to be in. 
well, while unfortunate, um, that's just their nature. And if it's any consolation to you, um, those things breed very, very quickly. And they grow very, very quickly. Regardless of how fast it breeds and whatever, whatever, it still is not a good thing. We were, we were traveling in there, and you don't know how sick it made us. In as much as uh, I completely agree that something being able to pull fake creatures out of the forest shadow is horrendous and does deserve an investigation, um, our responsibility lies fully in the natural plane. So while we utilize the forest shadow, we are not responsible for it. Okay, then if you want to discuss the natural plane, how about the fact that they are burning more of the forest? Yes. And they have completely cleared an area. Yes, that I would say is more immediately concerning. Okay, then we'll go with that one. Okay. Okay. And she just stares at you. So? Warn people. I'm going to. I thought we've already established that. Hmm. Um, Suna, I know she's your mother, but she's also your representative. If you're nice to her, she might be more forthcoming. This seems awfully tense. I'm looking at you with daggers right now. (laughs) I see what you were saying about her. I say to the, to mom. <laughs> yes, she is uh, willful, difficult. And, I and think I, is is. The I can word. see that time with her master did nothing to curb that. Maybe because time with him was spent was spent elsewhere. Not in the forest all the time. And? Wait, are we still in representative mode or are we back into (laughs) parental? I'm. How about we're just done? With what? I mean, this this representative mode. I would like to end representative mode. Oh, okay. Hold on. I have to uh, send out some notifications. Okay, you you do your thing. And she walks over to your father, who has leaned back and is very lightly snoring. And she kind of bops him on the nose. He's what? What? Hmm? Did somebody take the minutes? I would assume you were supposed to. Oh, I call this meeting adjourned. (laughs) (laughs) And she looks at him. He goes, oh, I take it there was something I was supposed to do. She says, you should warn the other communities. He goes, oh, right. I've got that. He stands up and walks towards the garden and starts whistling, and all these little birds start flying down to him. Um, Is he a Disney princess? I was about to ask Uh, that. (laughs) And that's the thing is, like, at first, you know, they're fairly mundane-looking birds, and then they some are... Some land that are like huge and some are very colorful. 
and a couple you're fairly certain have butterfly wings, and at least one is actually a dragon wormling. The question still stands. Um, and whenever they land, he, you know, has his arm, his hands clasped behind his back, and is pacing back and forth, just dictating to these birds. Uh, Are they dicta birds? <laughs> they're they're pretty predictor bird. Um, and after a while, they stop coming in, and he continues to stay over there. He was sending out tweets. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of them was in fact a little bluebird. The dicta bird is from the Flintstones movie. Mm. I realized you couldn't see the picture. Correct. Mm. Uh, yeah, so he stays over there and your mother says, all right, notifications have been sent. Um, so outside of that, what, uh, you know, what brings you by? It's been a while. You seem to find... A lot of reasons to avoid coming home. You know, we kept your room exactly the way you left it. That's a little odd. Not really. Um, I'm fairly certain there's um, uh, all kinds of dangerous stuff in there. That makes more sense. Less less creepy and more explodey. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I would never... She used to have a thing for collecting swords. Mm. That that tracks with this household. Along with the explodey bits. Anyway. Whisper is nowhere to be found right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Leave, uh, leaving all sorts of spores in Suna's room. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're ejaculating in Suna's room. No, reproducing. Thank you very much. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, uh, Whisper's not able to get into Suna's room. Oh. <laughs> uh, but the spores. Uh, wherever you spore here, it does not take. <laughs> like even outside, it does not take. Can't even spore in the sink. <laughs> nope. Spore guy. <laughs> so, mom. Last I checked. How about some food for these guys while I go meditate? I suppose. I spent years as your personal chef. Anyway, might as well. Excuse me. That is not true. You're correct. You would ask for something, and then when I handed it to you, you were so picky, you would turn it down. I have great cooking skills, thank you. And you're welcome. I think your mother's implying you should use them. Oh, no, I'll, I'll happily cook for you. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I think she was saying that Suna's cooking skills are imparted from the mother to the daughter. Obviously. Clearly. At least I got something from her, I guess. Where do you think that uh, magical talent of yours came from? And the wit... She's so witty. <laughs> you know, dad, maybe. Have you ever seen your father lift a finger, magical or otherwise? Maybe the milkman? <laughs> I, uh, 
I was pursued by quite a few when I was younger. Some say I settled for your father. And, you know, she pointedly looks at him. Aw, Smokey, there's a good catch. He has his moments. Anyway, <laughs> she uh, she points at the garden and vines start uh, pulling fruits and vegetables up and just making their way into the kitchen. Uh, at this point, Whisper comes out and like a little distress thing, a uh, little distress spore comes out and uh, to Suna's mom and and uh, communicates that he can't spore anywhere. How can he give her, uh, how can he distribute a, a copy of himself that can do the dishes for her if he can't spore anywhere? Uh, she says, oh, well, it's nothing personal. Um, just a bit of uh, nature magic, we'll call it. Um, it prevents un- unwanted things. Right now, I-, I would prefer if you didn't do that there or there or or there or there. You can actually go outside the glade if you would like. And she she points, you know, a few hundred feet that way into the trees. Which, which is the way Suna is heading to <laughs> meditate. Because I'm going to meditate near the trees. I'm going to do something near the trees. <laughs> um, she, start, she, you know, sets up, starts uh, gathering the, the ingredients that have brought themselves into her kitchen, starts cooking something. Um, within, you know, half an hour or so, she has a, a fairly good meal of, of roasted vegetables. Um, there's like 20 different kinds of, of toppings. Uh, like different seeds and and nuts, uh, dried fruits, that kind of thing. Gio's going to pick through their alcohol and some of the spices and mix up something that will go well with this. Yeah. Uh, Apparently her father uh, makes wine, (laughs) and he's got just casks of it in the basement. So, Suna, while you're meditating, what are you meditating upon? So... How, give me an idea of how far away that camp is from where we are now. From where you are now? Yeah. Let's say 2,000 miles. Okay. Um, so I would like to do some nature talking. Okay. To the trees. Okay. Um. I just kind of want to give them a, a kind of just a picture of kind of what's, you know, what's going on with the camp and everything and maybe some ideas of, you know, um, not holding some of the tents up or, you know, if anything is attached to them to, to hold something in the camp up. Give them ideas of stuff to do that is little ways of fighting back that a tree could do. The trees here are... Not old, old, and old as balls. Like this is as as long as your parents have been here, which is probably close to a hundred years. Like they have kept it exactly this way, except for their home. 
So you're, you're explaining concepts to them that have absolutely no meaning. Mm. Uh, no soldiers have ever been here. Like you're explaining sovereignty troops and tents and they just don't understand. They have no reference for it. Okay. Um, Whisper, you said you came towards the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like just kind of like flamethrowering some spores into a into some like from his fists, not from his you know. Yeah, he's he's a mushroom guy, Uh, but just like making a little little outpost of uh, of his people, and. And, you know, give him a give him a few months, and there there might be little tiny ones running around. And he he turns around, and uh, they turn around and are just like canting their head like a dog. So, whisper, I'm going to ask you to do something for me, and I'm hoping you understand. So I have an idea. But I need you to give me a, a, a little bit of a head start before you tell anybody else my idea. Can you do that? Whisper nods. Okay. So my idea is... My, my, my friends... There had to be a reason why I met my friends from before. And I'm pretty sure that... Galdrian would be proud of me for doing this. He always asked for me to talk, and you talk to people before you fight them. So give me a head start, and if I turn myself in, maybe they will stop destroying my forest. So you do not tell anybody for a little bit. Like I said, give me a head start, and I'm going to try to talk to this camp. Not to mention along the way, closer to the camp, I'm going to try talking to the trees to help. But if I did learn anything from Galdrian, it was sometimes talking helps. What's uh, Suno's charisma modifier? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) How many charisma? (laughs) So, I'm going to roll a d20. Oh no. I already rolled one for Suna. In, in secret. Okay. I was rolling your, your charisma thing to convince Whisper. Okay. Whisper thinks for a second. and You get the feeling that Whisper does not think this is a good idea. But Whisper does not attempt to stop you. I know it may not be a good idea. However, if you remember hearing some of the guys, you know, before we killed them, they they at least want me alive. The bounty bounty is larger with me alive. So you know they will at least keep me alive. The next image that Suna gets from Whisper is of Suna turning herself in, uh, being held captive by the Sun Chaser Sovereignty, and then everyone else popping out from the forest shadow around her and massacring the entire camp. Uh, 
all of the Sun Chaser Sovereignty elves that are not our people. Yes. Even the ones that are trying to flee. Yes. Even the children. That That is exactly what we want. Yes. Yes. Whisper nods so and give slowly, me a head start. Slowly sloughs off to make more little colony of his people before. And I'm gonna start heading towards the camp. Okay. Suna steps into the forest shadow and disappears. Uh, how long does Whisper wait before he goes back to the, the house? About Maybe uh, half an hour. Half an hour? So half an hour later, Whisper comes clumping up to, to the house. Uh, Gio and, and Todoki have been uh, uh, dining on the, the finest of roasted vegetables. And chatting with the parents. Yes, mm-hmm. having a splendid time. Yes, they're uh, lovely hosts. Yes. If nothing else. Gio loves honey biscuit and smoky. Well, and, and Tadoki, while he while he's dining and enjoying himself, um, he is very politely stiff. Like he's he's enjoying himself, but he is very formal. Um, Your cup is going to always be full, bud. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like your literal cup. Gio's going to keep it topped off. <laughs> you you take a sip, set it down. She pours another shot in. Yes, trying to unstiffen the pretty boy. <laughs> That's usually not why you drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's staying stiff. <laughs> Got an 18. Yeah, if it lasts for more than four hours, you should talk to a doctor. I, I want to confirm, I did not ask you to roll for stiffness. <laughs> I think he was rolling for, for sobriety. Yeah, that that was it. But, you know, it came out different. Yeah, uh, uh, Naoko, soon as mother, kind of points at Whisper and says, uh, the big guy is back. Does he eat? Whisper shakes their head and uh, image of just like really fertile soil <laughs> and like and some water and sunshine. Huh. I, I I've seen him grow on a dead animal before. Not too much sunshine though. Oh well, that's fine. Did you see my daughter while you were out there? The next image that comes is uh, Suna going off to gather intelligence and whisper coming this way right away without waiting half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that fool child. Which way did she go? I mean, to be fair, like parents, like daughter. (laughs) Uh, Whisper... uh, did Suna say which way she was going? I was going to the camp. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Whisper sends that image of the camp in very vivid detail, too. These are some good shrooms. <laughs> Emma, if I'm understanding the mushroom man correctly, I think your daughter just did something very dumb. Yes, I'm quite sure she did. In my short time with your daughter, this seems to track. Does does that follow how she grew up? It's one of the reasons why we had to send her away. Impulsiveness, rashness, not thinking things through. 
A horribly explosive violence, yes. I knew I liked her. <laughs> the Whisper is thinking, and I don't know if this comes across in any of the spores, uh, the thing that she is going to do is not violent. The thing she is going to do is to try to talk things out. Oh, dear. Did she, by chance, tell you about the time she tried to talk it out um, with that, um, what was he? And her father like looks up between bites and goes, where rat? And she says, ah, yes, the time she tried to talk it out with that where rat at one of the moots. No, suffice to say he needed the regeneration of his people. Very well. I will call the conclave. She looks at Todoki. Please go. If not rescue her, then at least assist her in doing something stupid. I think I can do that. Uh, she, she says... We will need the cavalry. If only there was something and... Uh, Yoshiyuki says... Uh, third cabinet, top drawer. And she goes, oh, yes, quite right. And she goes upstairs and comes back down. Um, she has what looks to be um, a large sort of swirling black and, and silver crystal. Mm. And uh, she hands it, we'll say to Todoki. Okay. Um, and says... This should help you for the moment. Um, just uh, hold that like so. And while you're holding it, um, you start to slowly fade out of the eyesight of these two. Um, when you walk near them, they start to fade as well. And she says, that should confer a limited uh, invisibility on you while you're in the forest. Um, what about if they've clear-cut the forest and surrounded it by cold iron? Any thoughts there? I wouldn't suggest getting too close to cold iron. Okay. It's, uh, so... Uh, as far as clearing, as long as it's not miles and miles and miles and miles, it should be fine. Okay. Excellent. That is a neat toy. I'm only invisible when people aren't looking at me. Excellent. Does that count when you turn into spiders? That's a great question. Her her mother goes, no, no spiders in this household. I will try. And uh, they say, well, if you'll excuse us, then uh, the easiest way to get out is that way. And they both take a step and disappear. Well, my fun guy, let's go. <laughs> Grabs them both and into the shadow. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push the question here. Um, hey, Whisper, how long did you wait before you told us Suna's plan? Image of Suna saying, give a head start and uh, Whisper, like, in the middle of... of like doing something very important, which is repopulating his people, is just like looking around in a panic, like, but I can't stop this now. 
That was a little more graphic than I needed. <laughs> it's asexual reproduction. Whisper doesn't get what people's weird hang-up is about him sporing. Well, well, Whisper, let me let me tell you this. I, I appreciate you repopulating your your people, but you're an invasive species. Whisper shakes their head and, and just like image of like of a nice elven household, you know, in the post emperor era where the emperor has been killed and his remains paraded around like a puppet. Uh, every house has like a, a friendly little mini whisper that is like doing the dishes for them, giving them thumbs up and I mean, pretty boy, technically, you're an invasive species, too. You're absolutely right. And so am I! <laughs> and until recently, we knew our boundaries. And Whisper decides that you are there. <laughs> so, do we have a plan besides busting there, save Suna, from whatever foolishness she's doing? I think that's more of a plan than was used going in. So, yeah, we'll call that a plan. Uh... Uh, get in, kill as many people as we can, get out? With Suna? Let's let's get in, find Suna, and then start killing people. Because it'll probably be easier to find her... After. After, yeah. yeah. No, 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 before. Find her before, before everyone yes, starts before, dying. Before the chaos. I mean, I, the dying part is fantastic, but... We, 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 we need to find... We need to find her first. So speaking of chaos, um, <laughs> we'll say that uh, before I make my presence known to the camp, though, mm-hmm. I, I would like to try to commune with these trees and see if they understand what I mean. The same concepts um, that are closer to the camp. So pretty much all the trees are being slashed and burned. So yes, they they're, understand they're, the they concept under, of under, soldiers. Yeah, they understand. They're what, screaming. They understand what you're saying, um, but they have no active way to defend against it. Right now, it's like the equivalent of whenever you mow your grass and you smell the the fresh grass smell. That's really it, screaming in pain and agony. Yeah, that's what these trees are doing right now. Is that's there is there any information they can give me? Um, they can they can basically tell you what these soldiers have been doing for the last couple of months they've been here. Which is burning the forest, and which is this. very so. When the when the soldiers first got here, they tried to burn as much as they could, and then you know start making a camp, which didn't work for them because by the time you know they burned an acre and moved to the next acre, the first one had started to regrow. Um, so they started very small and cleared a space and built whatever that thing is over there. And then they burned around it and then built that up and then burned around that and built that up and did it in concentric layers as opposed to trying to burn everything down and then build. Have, is, is there more than one of those? Iron Tower things? There is one. That they have seen? There is one. There's one. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to try to go up and turn myself in. 
All right. So that's where we'll uh, we'll call this episode is with Suna, you know, walking up to uh, one of these guard towers, uh, hearing, you know, 10 sovereignty elves uh, yell out for her to stop. She gets all these bows drawn on her. And then someone goes, call the mage captain. I heard you're looking for me. (laughs) (laughs) So. Not the worst plan we've had. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can massacre a whole bunch of elves. We've done dumber. The the worst plan was probably, like, going to a mountain and, and, you know, chasing after your long-lost nieces and that kind of... Like, that's pretty dumb, and I can't really imagine anybody would do that. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's slowly rolling over in their head if there's anything dumber than... I mean, there was the time that we wanted to make a basilisk a pet. You did. Uh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess did. Don't don't bring I, up I, don't I bring up pets. Steph is still mad that she couldn't adopt a displacer beast. No, I'm okay with that. It, I'm more mad that you popped it in my lap. I, also, also, I think I think using Cabby as a distraction might have been our top our top plan. We needed 20 more cabbies. <laughs> yeah, All but, willing to march to their slaughter. Yeah, but Galdrin couldn't afford them. Correct. Do they? Do, when you send them to kill stuff, do they go out for the slaughter? Yes. At, they at must least, cull the herd. At least Suna is learning. Indeed. And trying new stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to you. Fireball! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask something. That's that really a Galdrian move if the person's an <laughs> asshole. So well, talk yeah. to him and then like, oh, by the way, fireball. So speaking of trying new stuff, uh, find us at the places, do the things, sponsor an F-bomb, leave reviews. Be a fox parent and Twitter. Send us an audio recording of you saying, fuck you, Gary, and I'll put it on the soundboard. <laughs> I'll allow it. All right, well, if you guys don't have anything, then uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you all on the next episode.